Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kosmeski. Today I'm interviewing some really amazing people. I'm interviewing Christine Lilly, who is an expert on effective teamwork. And you might know her as the midfielder for the United States women's soccer team. She played for over 23 years, including five FIFA Women's World Cups and three Olympic Games. Uh, she was inducted into the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame in 2012 and the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame in 2014. Before that, she won four national championships at the University of North Carolina. She is absolutely amazing today. She does consulting with organizations. She is also joined with Lynette Gillis, who earned her PhD in corporate strategy and organizational behavior. They have teamed together to put on this amazing powerhouse of knowledge for us and including Dr. John Gillis Jr. to write the book called Powerhouse. And it's Powerhouse 13 Teamwork Tactics That Build Excellence and Unrivaled Success. So thank you to the two of you for being on this podcast today. I really appreciate your time. And I want to find out right off the, out of the gate, why did you decide to write this book together and take the knowledge that you all have and put it in this form? Right. Well, thank you for having us. I think, you know, I, my family moved to Austin, Texas about uh, five years ago, and that's where we met John and Lynette. And um, we met because of our kids and then end up John and I were coaching our, our kids in soccer. So obviously soccer has always been a connector for me in every aspect of my life. And the thing that has done most is introduced me to some amazing people. So I met these two and, you know, we talk about, you know, the success of the U.S. team. We talk about, you know, how great teammates we were and all that. And, and John would be like, you know, this is what we miss in the business world. You know, you talk about people trying to get up the ladder individually and then you ask how the teamwork concept is. And he's always like, it's always an iffy or a negative story. So like this would be a great, you know, tool to let's write a book. And I'm, I need a little nudge sometimes to do things. And then Lynette provides the research and all this great information for us to add to what we believe is a great book about teamwork. So this all started not too long ago, I would say within a year and a half. And um, it came out May 7th. And we're really happy with it. That is awesome. And Lynette, you bring so much to the table in terms of your academic background and all the things that you're doing on strategy and leadership and management and ethics. And so together with what you've seen out in the world, why did you think that a book on teamwork was so valuable right now? I mean, I think that it is, but I want to know from you guys. So, you know, over my career, I have both research teams and the way people interact with both their coworkers and their leaders, and then um, witnessed it both in the organizational and the for-profit sector as well as in higher education. And consistently, people will say, we need to train our students, we need to train our workforce in how to work in teams because that's how we get work done. The reality is, is those teams are often dysfunctional, creates conflict, and really don't operate the way that they're intended to operate. People typically complain about their teams. They complain about their team members. They want to be evaluated individually. They don't want to have to rely on somebody else, even though conceptually they know it's the right thing to do. And so when you mentioned when we were first working on and talking about this book, you know, as I got to know Christine and heard her story 
and witnessed and saw the friendship, the trust level, the um, reliance and resilience of the team, I had told her, gosh, this is such a great story that needs to be told because the world doesn't realize what great teamwork is. We don't have a good model. And this book uses that U.S. Women's National Team as a model for excellent teamwork that organizations and individuals can draw from. And I know that, Christine, you learned a lot from your coach at the University of North Carolina. What's something you can share with our audience about what that coach brings to the leadership and how that impacts the entire teamwork and and the impact that the team ends up to have? Right. You know, um, Anson was my uh, first coach on the U.S. team first, and then I went to play for him at the University of North Carolina. And uh, he's won over 21 national championships there, which uh, is amazing. But what I just think off right hand of what Anson has done is basically when I'm coaching, the stuff he has taught us, I'm teaching. And it wasn't just about the game. There's a story in the book we talk about when I was a younger player on the national team, I would say maybe, I don't know if I was in my 20s yet. And Anson always sees the bigger picture. And he's, all right, ladies, you know, we got to sell the game of soccer. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, uh, we just want to play. We just want to play soccer. And this is the late 80s, early 90s. So obviously soccer wasn't as popular as it is now. And he would constantly say that we got to sell the ladies and we got to sell the game, you guys. We got to sell soccer. And we always had our socks pulled up, our shirts tucked in. It was always professional. We signed autographs. And as time went on, I was like, oh, my gosh. We were selling the game by being us, by being competitive. He set the foundation of play for each other be competitive. We always competed. And all that stuff adds to us, you know, showing how great the game is. And to this day, I, I, you know, I think of all those little tidbits and how he coached us different drills. And I share those with young kids today. So I think his impact was felt overall. And I think his vision of soccer was just not to win. It was to see how we can sell the game of soccer. Yeah. So your first teamwork tactic is to select exceptional team members. But inherently, isn't that also an issue when you look at some of the NBA basketball teams now? And I think what happens in teamwork in sports correlates, obviously, directly to what is happening in business. But, you know, you've got teams of superstars and and occasionally superstars don't get along, but they still have to work together. Talk a little bit about that when you've got, and I know that the soccer teams have had these amazing stars who often or sometimes don't always see eye to eye. How do you deal with that? Right. I think, you know, when you're selecting a team, um, and obviously the national team, you're, you're dealing with the best of the best, and you do have to find the correct players and the, the chemistry to come, players that will come together and put aside themselves for the betterment of the team and I think really when we just talked about Anson what he did from the very beginning when he set the foundation he said that early and he said it early knowing that you know it's not just about you it's about this team so when you came into this environment you were trying to be the best you could be and make the team individually but then you also had to put aside your head your ego <laughs> and know that you know some things that you think maybe you should but have to be put aside for the success of the team and the other thing about it, too, if you look at that 99 team, we were individuals. We had so many different personalities. It wasn't just the same person, you know, as left back and center midfield and center forward. We, were, we had our own personalities, and we let those shine. So we accepted people's differences, 
and let them shine. But in the same thing, you had to come together within the goal and the team direction. You know, you couldn't just be your individual and then be off on alone. You needed to, to buy into it. And there are some that maybe didn't. And I think our, our leadership handled it well and, and expressed to them the things we need from you. But I think the biggest part about the whole thing is to be ourselves and then also to know that in some, in some instances you have to put yourself aside for the betterment of the team. Right. And that leads directly into, you, know, you have another tip that's create team chemistry, which it's got to be one of the most difficult things is to create that team chemistry and to keep that team chemistry. What is your advice for businesses in terms of getting and keeping that really super valuable team chemistry? You know, I think one of the most important things is establishing trust between the leadership of the organization and the people who are working there. Uh, We have one concept in the book that we talk about called being a center set team or a center set organization versus a bounded set. And that center set, the concept in that is find that which draws people to the center, find that which unites them. So, you know, oftentimes in an organization, that's our mission, vision, and values. And when we're selecting team members, we're looking at, you know, how do they fit with that? How do they buy into that? How does that center, that core of who we are, unite people? So even if they're diverse, even if they have different perspectives and personalities, creating that chemistry often happens by having a common draw, that that common thing that binds us together that we're all really passionate about. And for the women on the U.S., national team that is particularly that 99 team as you heard christine say it was to win but it was also to advance the game of soccer and particularly that for women and girls and they made a difference in this country and really in this world by what they did but their passion was really for changing the game of soccer for the future generations and that is something that people can grab onto and when you find that you find that center yeah, absolutely. I, I have a niece that played college soccer division one and she did it because of that team, because of your team, Christine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was mm-hmm. all about what she I mean, she had posters of you guys all over her room and it was just yeah, it, you're right. You're right, Lynette, that it did change it did change the world. It did change women's soccer. It's just absolutely amazing. And that that leads me to my next question, which is, you know, you guys were winners and mm-hmm. Winning is a mentality. You can't just go out and think, oh, we're going to win. You, you've got to do a lot of things. What, what's some advice for teams about how they can develop this winning mentality, which seems awfully elusive? Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it is special. And I think a lot of people always ask, like at a certain time, like I guess to a lot of athletes that have been overly successful, they're like, well, why do you still play? because you won this you won that I'm like yeah but winning is fun like and that feeling of being the best at something is is an incredible feeling and I think for us the winning mentality I mean we had it from the start like I said Anson sent this foundation early on to compete and it wasn't the winning mentality where we were just winning when we played games against other countries every single day in practice it was a competition and there were days that you lost, and then there were days that you won. So we, we always are on either side of it, and obviously we always 
everyone realize we enjoy the winning side more. <laughs> so that's motivated itself to try to be the best. But we also, in 96, and Tony DiCicco took over in about 94 with the national team. And uh, he was great because he had so many great features himself, but he also knew some of his weaknesses. And one of them was the mental side or more the um, motivation factor. And he brought on our mental skills coach, Colleen Hacker. And I think in this time, in mid-90s, you know, the whole uh, mental side of the game wasn't really looked upon like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And or my, my mindset was, I was like, oh, what is she going to tell me? <laughs> and she came in and she didn't pressure anything on us. We did. She said, I have, I'm doing an imagery session, you know, at this time, if you guys want to come. And we all were like, all right, we got to give this a chance. And from that session on, we were hooked. And Colleen, that year, 1996 was the Olympic year. That year, I was probably the most confident I've ever been in my entire career and we end up winning gold in the Olympics and not only did she just have these different features and we did team building stuff we also created these tapes back then it was a tape yes <laughs> and uh, it was put to music and you got to choose words that you wanted to remind yourself when you're on the soccer field and I listened to it before heading to the game or maybe before practices and a couple of mine were you know my job as a left midfielder was to get the ball down the line and and end line and get a bunch of crosses in and one of them I was like you know take on and then it was like I want the ball and it was you know get back early things that I wanted to do on the field and those three focuses gave me the confidence to handle anything on the field and so really the mentality was built it wasn't just immediately there it was built through competition and practices it was built with the feeling of what it's like to win and then I think the addition of Dr. Colleen Hacker into our team really added that element of and confidence and the fact that we all, you know, believed in each other and we knew we could do this. Yeah, and I think focus is something that we don't have a great deal of these days because there's so many things that we can be focused on, but when you're laser focused on the few things that you need to do to be successful, I can see how that would change everything. You've got a lot of things that you're supposed to be doing, but if you're just focused on those things and making sure that those things are happening right, I can see how that would be really, really successful. So if you talk about, um, you know, all of these different uh, teamwork tactics and you're out there sharing these things, tell me, who should be reading this book? Should it be people that are putting on, you know, is it coaches and people that are looking to have winning teams? Is it businesses? Is it women? Give me some idea of who should be reading this book. Well, I, I mean, you named them all. I don't think it's, it's narrowed at one specific person. I think a lot of these tactics and attributes in this book can really just um, everybody can relate to. And I think that's why I was excited about partnering up with Lynette and John with the business side and sharing our story through that because I think it can reach everyone. And it's not just about a sports team. It's not just about a business team. It's not just about an educational team. I mean, if you look at your family dynamic, you got to bring a group of people that they're all from the same blood and you're, they are so different. <laughs> so how can we gel together, you know, to get the most out of each other? So I really think it transcends different groups and can really be effective for everybody to take a little bit of something from it to add to anything they're a part of. Absolutely. I read the book and I absolutely believe that that's true, but I didn't think about the family side of it. <laughs> I'm going to have my, we're doing a big family vacation this summer and I'm going to have my family read this book <laughs> so that we right? can powerful and winning on our family vacation for sure. <laughs> 
tell me how people can find out more about this book. Obviously, you can buy it on Amazon, but tell us a little bit more where they can find out more about you, Lynette, and more about you, Christine, and just be able to follow you guys on social media and all of that. Yes. Yeah, so you can obviously Amazon, you can go to uh, christinelily13.com to find information about me, obviously buy the book there. Dr. John Gillis Jr. I mean, we're all on Twitter, Christine Lily Twitter, Dr. John Gillis Twitter, uh, Lynette Gillis. And then Leadership X is uh, John's business that you can get information and also purchase the book on there as well. So we're pretty much accessible in many different ways and LinkedIn and all that. So we've enjoyed people reaching out to us and obviously sharing their feedback and um, sharing some stuff with them as well. Well, that is awesome. I highly recommend this book. Thank you, Christine Lilly. Thank you, Dr. Gillis, for being on uh, the podcast today. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.